Here we go. Now up live three toes uno uno throws tres. Is the Joey Torres program a podcast with no bad news, no sad news, no politics, no religion, no misinformation of science or medical issues, just happy fun stuff. And now, here's your host, me. Yeah. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, welcome all to another edition episode of the Jerry Torres Program here on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker. I am still in the works of getting on Audible and Amazon, so it's going to take some time. But thank you so much. Alexa, play some 80s rock music. Ooh. So welcome all, everybody. I appreciate everybody coming on, staying on. Thank you for being here to another edition episode of the Jerry Therese program. Uh, I'm trying to make it more than once to, to come on the podcast. And, oh, thank you, Zach the Leaf fan, one of my favorite guys. Everybody, if you love uh, Canadians, well, Zach the Leaf fan is the Canadian fan for you. Follow him. He is the ladies' man in Canadian. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they name him. But he has a hanging bacon. There you go. How? Oh, my God. That was good. God damn it. That's not what I wanted. There you go. Yeah. Zach the Leaf fan. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, today uh, I spoke to a very lovely woman who appears off and on here and there on... Uh, and I'm still waiting for her. I have not received a text of, uh, or I think I did probably receive, I probably received on messaging. But has she texted me her phone number? I will call her within the hour. Hmm. Anyway, the lady that I'm talking about, hold on. I can okay, perfect. All right, I just got to make sure I can hear myself because I've been having problems with my microphone. But uh, before I begin, uh, this very lovely woman who I have spoke to from time to time on my podcast show, comes and goes here and there. Her name is Shannon Gill One. Yes. Now, this woman is... Alexa, lower the volume. Oh, my God. I said lower the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say, you know, eight or whore? I can't say that. I can't say that to Alexa because she'll kill me. Anyway. But anyway, this lovely lady named Shannon Gill, uh, she's from Arizona, California. She's a multi-billionaireist. No, she's not. But um, uh, she's a very attractive woman, very uh, sexy. But I often hear from her here and there, there and here. And I'm like asking myself, okay, if she's one of those women that likes to play games, I, I don't do that. Now, before I be continue on with my day, um, for women that are out there, this is how I am, okay? Or Shannon, if we get together anymore, you know. For one, I don't play games. I don't. I don't. I don't do the one-word one texting back. I don't text. I hate texting. I don't do the instant messaging, FaceTime, or actual phone call. You know, hey, I want to hear the voice. 
I thought she was at, uh, and she didn't ghost. That's one thing she didn't do. But uh, I don't play games. All right. If you're that woman that likes to play games, I understand you might have a busy, hectic schedule. But if you're going to say, hey, I'll just hang out or I'll call you. And next thing you know, you call me back four weeks later. That's not going to work. I'm dumping you. I'm, I don't hesitate to block and delete uh, a woman anymore. It's none of that. Oh, she'll change. Oh, uh, things will work out. Oh, once, uh, you know, you're at that level of like, oh, gee, you're not Brad Pitt or, or you know, level for me to continue talking to you. I'm like, you know what? I don't play games. We're done. I, I avoid toxic relationships. I avoid arguments. I avoid uh, a lot of bad stuff, you know. I'm not a club guy. That's another thing. I, I really hate going to clubs. And I'm a, when it comes to drinking, I'm one and done. Uh, what else is there that you need to know about me? But all in all, I can continue on with the story of Jerry Torres. But all in all, I want to continue with my day. Thank you so much, all my fans out there. <laughs> in just one. God damn it. I just had it right here. Oh, my God. I just had it right here. And where is it? I just rearranged my desk. That's not the joke. Anyway, I rearranged my whole area that's in front of me, which I cannot show you. But I have my now I have everything at my reach. My my laptop is here. My tablet is here to my tablets, my phone and my other tablet, my laptop where I keep all my sound effects. Yes. As a matter of fact, I shall play you one right now. Here we go. All right. Must be strong like bull. And her name is Shannon Gill. That's right. Now, other than that, this woman is a woman that doesn't play games. I could just easily tell. But, mind you, she she wants to come. She's coming to the East Coast to see her some friends. And she wants to come over and see me. Now, had she would contact me, say, a month ago, we could have definitely set something up. But at my job, they're very strict on using vacation time unexpectedly. They don't like that uh, because too many people abused it in the past. If you're planning to get vacation time, you got to let them know <laughs> days to weeks in advance. So that way you're in the system, you're scheduled, you're fine. But had I come up to, and not only that, being Labor Day weekend, I can't do nothing, and you know, um, and I can't show up on Sunday and say, "Hey, I ha can I have off?" Uh, you know, they they and Shannon came on and left. Now they're very strict on that, but she says she's coming down on Wednesday, and I'm you know she she wants to extend it to Thursday. I'm like, yeah, um. I'm, I'm, I, am I excited? Yes. But on the other side, you see, you have to know my history with women in the past. You know, I was stood up once by a woman named uh, Diana Marie Kaskow, in which I'm going to give out her name because screw her, um, because she stood me up three years ago. Yes. And the one thing you do not do is you stand someone up, you know? Hello, Mandy. How are you? Um, I was stood up twice in my life. That was the second time. And you don't do that to anybody. You know, she never gave a phone call. She never explained any reasons, you know. 
But I remember she came on my live on my podcast and, you know, she tried to act like as if nothing happened. Hey, my daughter's getting married. Hey, my other daughter's moving. Hey, I'm going to be a grandmother again. And next thing I know, I just stood there, looked at her and said, you stood me up. Don't try to give me all this niceness and like, I'm going to forget. I'm like the Italian mob of the 70s and 80s. I don't forget. Or what is it? The elephant or the chipmunk. I don't know. One of those animals that don't forget. But other than that, uh, am I a forgiving guy? The men's side of my family always have a saying. Don't forgive. It could be an occupational hazard. Just know where you stand, and that way they won't do it again. Uh, Once you forgive, they walk all over you. They think you're weak. You know, so I've lived by that motto. So never apologize. Never said, never gave me an explanation or reason. Just an immature little child. Miss Diana Murdy, Kashkow. And uh, personally, I didn't care about her being a grandmother again or about her daughter getting married. I did not care. She thinking that I was going to, wow, you're going to throw that at me to forget? Nah. Um, and I'm still going to keep going from on and on because why I'm preaching the choir right here. That's right. That's my bongos. I don't actually have a choir. That's all I got. Bingo. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, so to back to the, to this uh, lovely woman named Shannon Gill one. Um, now she hails from Arizona, California, and <laughs> two states. You know, it's like, whew, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't know which house to go to. I'm in the middle of the United States. Should I flip a coin? You know. But anyway, um, the story she was telling me. And, uh, you know, and she, she, she sounds really exciting when I spoke to her early, like 10, 20 minutes ago. But anyway, like I said, my history with women is pretty much what I go by what George Costanza said the best. The women that want me, I don't want them. And the women that I want don't want me, you know, um, I'm a picky guy, you know, lately I've been meeting women that look like female Shreks. Sorry, I'm shallow, you know. But other than that, I'm like, uh, mm, mm, you know. Not only that, the women that's been approaching me, some of these women look like, now the women that I've been approaching me, they look like Karens. Yes, I said it. K-A-R-E-N. Karens, yes. I'm like, what? They look like that type that would start an argument or start a ridiculous argument. Hey, Lynn, how you doing? Oh, my God. So what happened was, Lynn, give me one second. All right, I'll try my best to get you on live with me, okay? Um, so every time I, like, I go, like, okay, great example, great example. Yesterday, I, I ordered uh, pizza, right? And the pizza place that I go to, Levita's Pizza Reads in downtown Mount Holly, New Jersey. I go there all the time. The pizza is New York style. That's why I go there. Oh, my God. And the guy is originally from New York, you know. But anyway, um, so I go there. Can I come on live stream with you? Give me one second, Zach. All right, buddy. Excuse me. So yesterday, I go there to pick up pizza and a large, um, let's see, what did I have? Diced onions, diced mushrooms. Um, spinach, broccoli, and uh, they put too much pepper. No peppers and no red or green pepper. They put too much the last time. But anyway, went over there, picked up my pe- waiting. There was a lady that was in front of me at the register, and she kept looking in my direction. She kept looking. Uh, and can you hear? 
Oh, all right, all right. Well, listen, okay, there. I'm saying hi, Lynn. There you go. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. So, anyway, so I, I go. I'm, I'm waiting behind this lady, and she kept looking in my direction, like turning her head, turning her head, turning her head. And I'm like, don't look at me. Do not look at me. I'm looking at a picture of Frank Sinatra. He's Italian, the guy that runs the place. But anyway, looking at a picture of Frank Sinatra, I'm like, ooh, this woman looks like a Karen. Ugh, oh, my God, Oompa Loompa Bonnie. And she has that face, you know, that, that, that little scowl, staring face. But she kept looking in my direction, like, of interest. I'm like, don't. No, no, look away. Look away. Yeah. I know. And, and then, then that, while she was leaving, she kept turning her head, looking in my direction. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? Like, like she was ready to start an argument because she didn't receive too much ketchup packets or something like that. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> what the hell was that? So I tried not to look. I grabbed my pizza. I paid for it. I said, bye, you know, Vinny and the other guys, you know, and uh, they asked me about what do you think about the NFL season? I was like, well, it hasn't started yet. Walking out to my car. She's out there. You know, like she knew what kind of car I drove. I'm like, oh my god, she expected me to approach. I'm like, ooh, woman, keep walking. What the hell? No, ah, had I taken a picture of this woman, you would have seen what she looks like. Cheerio. I really wanted to say that. And I'm like, oh my lord, she got in her big ass red truck, and she left the parking lot ever so slowly. Still looking in my direction, thinking I'm going to talk to her. It's like, do I look like I just got out of prison? No! Go away! Unless you are Shannon Kill number one, then yeah, I can approach you. But you know? Oh my God. I'm like, this is the type of women I've been, I've been, they've been. Listen, I'm not saying I'm the best looking guy in the world. I'm not. I am not. Well, maybe I could be a little bit like, you know, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan or or Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have been known to be look like a young Richard Gere, I guess. I don't know. If anybody out there know who he is. Clean up on our seven. <laughs> anyway, so I'm buying my pizza, you know, I'm getting my car. And all I kept thinking was, what is the universe giving me? You know? What am I? Am I wearing the wrong cologne that's attracting now Karen women? Karen look-alike women. Ah, I was like, is it the wrong deodorant? Consequences will never be the same. No, they will not. You know. I stand corrected. Damn right. I'm struggling, man. Listen, I'm not being mean. Yes, I am. I am not, listen, I am, what I'm trying to say is this, listen, all people are beautiful, okay, they are, you know, they, you know, and people do their best, hell, you know, ugly dates, beautiful, and beautiful dates, ugly with money, but, <laughs> but, am I the one that's being mean, yes, I am, but I'm not being mean in a way where it's like, you know, um hurtful you know but it's like wow can i get meet a woman that's like an 8.5 a 10 a 15 or 20 you know no it's like i'm meeting just karen women looking i'm like oh my god 
Ugh, you look like that will start a ridiculous argument over the smallest thing. Ugh. And you expect me to back you up. I'm not going to back you up. Don't think that that's going to happen. Oh, my God. Why me? <laughs> uh. Why, thank you. That's my woman, Shannon. Do not whistle at her. So besides all that, she she wants to come over and, and see me, and I'm excited on one side and nervous on the other side, but then I'm like being cautious and aware and alert due to my past with women. Um, you know, now I have a very strong rule that I live by. Uh, two things that I do once a woman plays games or plays that, you know, hard to get kind of thing or whatever, or says something she's going to do and doesn't do it without explanation as an adult. Now I just do two things and I think everybody out there should do it. All right. Don't get angry. Don't become vengeful. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't break things. Two things you should do. All right. And I'd say it in my comedy act, which by the way, I have comedy shows coming up in the fall. All right. But besides all that, Two things you should do if someone breaks your heart or plays the heart uh, plays games with you is what you do. You block and you delete. That's it. That is it. You know, and damn, that's it. And you will feel so liberated. You will feel therapeutically liberated because you don't need to be that person to cry you know or 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 thinking you know what did i do wrong you know it's kind of like that scene in, in seinfeld you know wow it was really fun dating you and good luck you know she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes you know that is me now uh and don't expect us to be friends that's another thing uh because I see in the arms of another man, it's going to be awkward. It's like, dude, hey, what, are you, what are you doing, woman? You know? Brilliant! Why, thank you, good sir. Yeah, it's pretty much nowadays, just don't waste your time. You know, it for you to hopefully or expecting to, you know, where's my stuff at? Hot damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I have it right here. There we go. Oops. No, I do not. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Give me un momento, por favor. So, yeah, it's best just to um, move on. You know, take a deep breath, count to ten, and just move on. You go left, she goes right, never meet in the middle. I've always said that before, you know. And then if you feel like doing it, do, the, do be happy. Do, do, a, do a dance. How about this the song? Dance to this song when you're finally liberated. Yes, do the butt song. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh my God. Let's do that one more time. Be happy when that person breaks your heart. You can just leave them, block and delete them, move on, and then dance to this song. Anyway, so nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's, uh, I understand, I understand that people hold on, that people don't know how to move on. You know, it, it's not, 
for me, it's easy now. At 50 years old, it's easy for me now. When a woman plays games, when a woman does this, or she's still in love with her ex-husband, which is stupid, you know, don't give me that, you know, we should be friends and still communicate because that's not going to happen. It's not. Uh, I have a very strong will now to say F you and no. Oh, my God. So, be that as it may. So, this lovely woman named Shannon Gill, she wants to come over this week, next week, and she wants to see me. I, I'm saying to myself, I'm nervous now, excited, second. Third, I, I am, again, I am very much aware, alert, cautious to the wind, um, well-prepared, I'm, you know, fully armed emotionally, you know, visually, because I've been through the the system. I've been through the game system. You know, it's like, okay, you know, is that how it's going to be? It's how it's going to be. Because what happened was, was like three or four months ago, she invited me to be, she wanted me to be her date to her friend's wedding. So I'm like, okay, you know, all of a sudden I didn't hear from her. I sent her a message, nothing. First thing I said was, oh, great, she's one of those. I know what to do. But now that she contacted me and explained the whole situation, how her, uh, what is it, like her, the guy, her friend's fiance, you know, came out of the closet. I'm like, whoa, uh, yeah, ouch, poor woman, you know. But I told Shannon, you don't have to worry about that because I'm straight. I I mean, but so, you know, she was all excited. And I cannot wait because Shannon described herself in full detail. And I'm ready to do this. Yep. Chomp. That butt. Anyway, let me stop. Okay. Let me stop. (laughs) Anyway. Ain't nothing but the devil. I could not be the devil. All right. Here's another thing that's happening right now, all right? Nothing against anyone's religion, all right? The real religion. I'm not talking about Scientology. That's for cuckoo, all right? Um, You know, I think Scientology should be called this. All right. Now, besides that, um... For the two years ever since the pandemic, President Steve brought it up on their, po- on their show today. Which, by the way, thank you so much, Preston, for saying my name again. I love those guys. They inspired me to go to communication school, you know, and I got my degree in communications. So now I love being in front and in front of the mic, front camera, behind it, whatever, you know. So now I'm skillful now what the things are in front of me. So besides all that, now they're saying that now Jehovah Witnesses can come to people's houses. No, don't please all right um i built up a a personal relationship with god all right i don't need someone to tell me uh how to walk talk think and when i should eat and when i should go to church because you cannot do that with me i'm sorry uh i stand my ground on a lot of things and i'm gonna make up a sign i'm gonna put it on my fence and on my door you know private property you know stay away joe witnesses no joe witnesses no soliciting you know 
if you do, Jehovah Witnesses come to my house and you become relentless or really thinking, you know, we're going to change this guy's mind, I might have to get, you know, a restraining order. I don't want to do it, but I will. So to anyone Jehovah Witnesses out there, you know, just don't do it. All right. Just now technology is advanced. Send an email. You know, it's like, hey, hey, you know, because people just got out of work. People may get out of the shower. People in the middle of cooking. People are fixing something else. People are dealing with kids, dogs, you know, or watching something on TV. And you come knocking on the door. It's like, and you want to bother them. We would like to see if you like to believe in the watchtower. Who is it? Jehovah Witnesses. Give me one second. I paid these two strippers. So can you mind leaving right now, please? You know, it's like, uh, no. All right. Seriously, don't come to my house. Like I'm going to get my address on my podcast show. I'm fully armed, so good luck. But anyway, I'm not saying I'm going to do that, you know, but verbally, calmly, nicely, I just said thank you very much. But please, I ask you guys, you know, I ask you, you know, I'm asking, don't come to my house anymore. I understand. If you like, don't come knocking on my door. You leave your watchtower in my mailbox. I need Kindle. So anyway, but other than that, you know, now they're going to come back to the houses, knocking on the door, you know, and I'm like, do knock it off back off you know and i've done it before i was very nice being a gentleman i was very cordial very respectful and when those same people don't come back they'll send another group i'm like are you kidding me knock it off i'm in the middle of eating a big mac you know you come ask me for this oh my goodness gracious the times that we're living in, people. So, who is this person? Uh, Delisa Tromi. Hello, and she left. Okay. But there is one person that's still on here. Who is this lovely person? You are Mary Lou Bastasa uh, Doyabas. Sorry if I mispronounce your name. I apologize. You are from the Philippines. I may live in USA, but my story began in the Philippines. Okay. As a matter of fact, I shall follow you right now, my friend. There you go. Uh, yes, welcome, Mary Lou. Are you related to Mary Lou? Let me stop. Well, welcome to the states. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, and thank you for giving us your weather. It's hot. I hate hot weather. <coughs> Oops. Aha. <coughs> uh-huh. Anyway. So besides all that. Um, I'm being calm and cool lately because of this now Jehovah Witnesses deciding to, you know, come knocking on my door and you like to hear the word. I'm like, yes, the word is get out. All right. Do not bother me. (sighs) Again, nothing against anyone's religions, the real religion. All right. But like I said, and how I de- developed a personal relationship with God. Well, there's a story there. Uh, around three years ago, before the pandemic hit, I was diagnosed with, I thought, you know, I thought I had skin cancer. Yes. Uh, bas- bars- uh, basal cell carcinoma. But when they said skin cancer, it could have been a thousand, you know, <laughs> 
types of skin cancer. Well, there isn't a thousand. But when the doctors and uh, my dermatologist said it's basal cell carcinoma, I was like, oh, what type of skin cancer is that? It's very treatable. You take some medication, you know, you have to check your blood. So what they did was they took a few inches of skin off of my side of my face, took another two or three moles from my body. I had to go to the top dermatologist in the northeast part of the United States. He is so good that when he removed a little bit more skin, they tested it, looked at it, and he just said, within one hour, I will give you the results. And comes back to, after that and says to me, you don't have basal cell carcinoma. Just stay out of the sun. No more suntans, no more this. And I was like, all right. You know, he goes, no, seriously, wear sunscreen. And uh, wear these shirts. They're like ultraviolet, but it keeps your body cool. You know, no more suntans, no more sunburns. Okay, stay out of the suntanning booths as well, too. Those are even dangerous because your foot is right on the sun. Shannon is back. Hello, my love. And she left again. Okay, see what I mean? She's playing games, that woman. Anyway, so I remember a week before I was going to see the top dermatologist um and i remember um i was sitting i was at the beach by myself and i was sitting there and here i am thinking of things going through my head i made a uh i made what kind of list i have it right here i made a bucket list which a number of things that i've already done on here and not only with that bucket list i said okay do I become spiritual? Do I become religious at this point? You know? And I remember there by myself at the beach, listening to the crashing of the waves. There were people there, like, fishing, you know. My, my private area of the beach that I, that I show on TikTok a lot. Those, that's the private beach that I go to. But I remember this was three years ago before the pandemic hit. And there I was because I had two weeks to see the top dermatologist. And I remember I'm, uh, I'm at the beach. I'm sitting down. And uh, just listening to the crashing of the waves, feeling the wind, and something inside of me said, "You don't need to go to church. You don't need to know. You don't need to go to a Bible group meeting. You know, because that way someone is telling you how to run your life. Someone's there telling you what to think, what to talk about. Someone's controlling you, just like politicians, like this, like that. Hate this, hate that. Give me your money." I'm about to spend it, you know, it's like, like, so, you know, that these uh, evangelists now, I don't believe them anymore because now they want money. They want money from you. That's all they want is money. If you give me a thousand dollars, I could talk to God and save your spot in heaven. Guarantee that I could guarantee to talk to God right now, you know, like, really? Well, here's a hundred thousand dollars on my savings, on my life savings. All right, God. Give this man a spot in heaven, you know. He'll be living in a box for the rest of his life until he dies. And while I'm going home, my Lamborghini and Rolls Royce. Yes, I drive both at the same time, you know. Screw that. Alright. I am Annie. Hello, I am Annie. How are you, my dear? Welcome aboard. Welcome, my dear. I know I I know you're inv- asking me to invite you, my my angel, but I cannot, okay? Next time. As a matter of fact, I'll write your name down. So the next time we can talk stuff, all right? You look like a very cool person. I'm going to check your picture out very quickly. Let me check out. I am. Let me see. 
I am Annie. Oh, she's a cute little butterfly there. All right, I'm going to write your name down. And I'm going to send you a very nice message. I am Annie. There you go, sweetie. All right, I got you. You can stick around if you like. As a matter of fact, you can listen to the podcast audio. And I'm going to say your name 10 times. That way, everybody knows you're too cool for everybody. All right, here we go. 10 times. All right. Where the hell is it? Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Hold on, Annie. Stick around. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I'm trying to get the right soundboard up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's coming up. It's coming up. Why is it taking forever? I don't want my new buddy. I am. All right. Here we go. All right. I am Annie 10 times. Here we go. I am Annie. 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 Yeah! There you go! The crowd loves you! Yes. Please stay seated, people. She's only one person. But she's so cool. Her name is I am Annie. Thank you, I am Annie. Appreciate you, honey. What the hell is I thinking? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Alexa. Uh, hold on. All right. I thought my music stopped. So, there I was at the beach. Back to my story again. For Miss Madam Cool, I am Annie. She didn't interrupt. She was just too cool. I was so focused on her coolness. So, there I was on the beach. And... Um, I wasn't emotional. I didn't cry. I was just thinking, you know, and and I, I kept saying, like, if I go to this church, if I go to a Bible group, meet up, join this any religious group, they're going to tell me what to walk, talk, and think, you know, tell me what's sinful, tell me what's good, tell me what, and they're going to tell me what's bad. Basically, they're going to mind melt me, control me, and I don't like that. So, something in this voice said, just have a personal relationship with God. That's it. Don't let anybody know what you did, what you're thinking. Keep it between you and him. And that way, you know, your life, you know, something said like your life would be a-okay from here on out. So I said, well, all right. So I spoke to the big guy and I said, from here on out, I'm going to have a personal relationship with you. I'm not going to let anybody try to tell me what religion I should join, what time I should be at this Bible group meeting, this telling me what to talk, what to think, what to eat, what to say, you know, what to like, what not to like. No, because that way they're, they, they're controlling you. And I'm not going to be controlled. I'm not going to have someone telling me to wake up 7 in the morning to go to church on a Sunday. Or then after church, go to a Bible group meeting and then go to this meeting and then go to the, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. Because that way you're telling me what to think, how to walk, how to talk. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen with me. So from here on out, it's just a personal relationship with God. And ever since then, three years later, you know, wait, yeah, three years later, I still developed that relationship, you know. Um, nothing against anyone's real religion. If you're a Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're Baptist, you know, uh, if you're uh, a Hindu, Sikh, uh, Muslim, you know, Buddhist. If that's the type of religion that makes you happy, more power to you, you know. Um, 
I have been. I've hung out with Buddhists. Very cool people. I've hung out with uh, Jewish people. The food is awesome. The wine is strong, but it's good, you know. Uh, I have many friends who are a thousand percent Jewish to the tenth power, you know. Um, have they invited me to synagogue? Uh, it was a time, yes, they have, because a friend of mine, you know, was Jewish. He invited me to go. Never been to one. It was pretty cool, you know. Um, it was great to hear the Jewish language, you know, which I'm not gonna uh, Mazel Tov, you know. There's other stuff I can't say. I don't want to disrespect uh, their language. Uh, I've been to uh, the mosque. But I have friends that are Muslim. You know, their food too is excellent. Well, even though there's no alcohol, that I understand. You know, be respectful. But Muslims are really cool people. You know, so the list goes down. But they never ever pushed me, or uh, they only invited me to like these parties. And when I'm there, there's not one person trying to persuade me to say, "Hey, join us, come." <laughs> no no they knew where i stood they knew where i came from i just came because they invited me and wanted to show and pay my respects you know be respectful and i did if they invite me again yeah i'll go you know but the second someone comes up to me and says hey you gonna join our religion whether you like it or not you understand because god spoke to me especially like like you know now these evangelists you see on tv uh, it's sad. They just want money. That's all they want. They don't want to save your soul. They want to take your savings. That's what they want. You know? And uh, no, you're not going to get my money. Like Joel Olstein. That's one guy. You know, look at his house. Look at his car. And this other guy, that old dude, looks like a Star Wars character. You know, if you give me your house and your car and your left kidney. I need a new plane. Will you give me that right now? I'll make sure I spoke, speak to the Lord to save you a spot. No. No. You're, you're All you want is money. That's all you want. You're not trying to save people. You're trying to ruin their savings, you know? So ever since then, the personal relationship with God is I make promises. I made vows. I made blood oaths. And I've kept them. You know, and no one's going to force me or ask me, wait, what did you say to him? Oh, you know, no, that's between me and him. Even on my deathbed, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not going to say, it's nothing vicious, all right? It's nothing like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, I killed Vinnie Boom Bots. I worked for the, you know, Cosa Nostra, you know, years ago. Where's his body? Underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. You'll find it right over there, you know. No, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Okay, what the hell's going on with my system? There we go. <sighs> so I felt better. And then when I received, you know, um, Zach, hey, buddy. Oh, Patch Rappa, hello, my dear. And this is D13 on Formosa. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How are you? Um,. So for me personally, you know, if anybody want to tap that screen like crazy, please do. How many people did follow me? Wow, 363. That's not bad. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to tap that screen and say hello. So other than that, you know, that's how it's been for three years. You know, I, 
I have to get blood work done. You know, I got to. I went for my physical not too long ago. I'm a okay with that. Um, let me see. Who is this lady named Patch? Hello, Patch at Rappa. Model, actress, learning English and Spanish. Forty three years old. Hola, cómo estás? Is that is that really you? Um, um, Patch Apra, um, um, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, oh, yummy. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that's her name. Um, or yummy. That's it. Anyway, uh, so my day was pretty much okay. Went to the gym, exercised. You know, uh, went to Spirit of Halloween. That's another thing. That's another thing we're going to talk about right now. Because Spirit of Halloween should be open all year round. All right. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous because it's a perfect costume store with people who dress as cosplay. It could be an unexpected. Uh, and I've said it before on my previous podcast shows, in which I'm going to do one tomorrow in front of a Spirit of Halloween. But they should be open all year round okay and the reason why it should be open on one because there's a costume store two they can go up there personally and check out the stuff instead of checking it online three it could be a high school a college or or a small theater producing a play and they need costumes they need items right there Sarah to halloween has it three could be great for cosplayers the dress as your favorite cosplayer from, uh, I don't know, something from anime or, or anything. Where do they go? Spirit of Halloween has it right there. I just don't get it. Why they're only open for like two or three months and then they go. That's dumb. They should stay open all year round because it's convenient for everybody. It is. It is convenient. Because that way, people can go somewhere where they know they can get their favorite costumes. They can place an order, and they can pick it up at Spirit of Halloween store, or they have it sent to their house. Either or, they should be open all year round. It's for convenience for people out there that really love it. Yes. This summer. It's over, because now it's September. Uh, and yes, it is. it is November. November. It is September. All right. Uh, all right. I don't want to hear this song. I hate that song. Anyway. And I don't want to hear this song. All right. All right. I'm very picky of the music that I listen to. And I don't want to hear that one either. I can keep going. All right. This song's cool. All right. Anyway. But all in all, back to uh, Spirit of Halloween and the. The Karen-looking woman. What else happened to me today? Hmm. Hmm. Massa new. Uh, Massa new. Massa something. Hello. Hold on. Let me check you out. Let me see. Seth Lowe Hamid. All right. Massa new one. How you doing, buddy? All right. Welcome. 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 Um. What the hell is I gonna say? Ah. Yes. So tomorrow's going to be a very simple day. Thank God. Uh, I'm just going to go work out. I'm thinking about cutting my grass. I'm thinking about, um, eh, I'm not going to wash my car. I get, I'll, 
give my car another two or three weeks just to give it a good wash again. Uh, but back to this lovely woman named Shannon Gill One. Shannon, as I like to call her. Uh, I still have not received her info, which let me pull this down real quick, ladies and gentlemen. No texting of her phone number yet. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, I hope she's not playing games. But so far, this woman has stayed on here almost the whole time. Mary Lou Batasa Doyabas. <laughs> Please send me a message if I pronounced your name correctly, Mary Lou. Mary Lou Batasa Doya Sabas? I believe that's you're born in the Sabbath? Something like that? No? Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. You can send me a message. You don't have to be afraid. Relax, okay? I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to disrespect you. I am not going to, you know, hurt your feelings. Obscure scene, take two. Action! Okay, we can do that again. All right. So if you'd like to send me a message, Mary, you can because you've been on here the whole time. You're making number one at the spot. That's right. You are numero uno. All right. Glass breaking record. Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, my God. So when you talk so much, your, your throat hurts and you want water. All right. So right now, and we're like 45 minutes into my podcast show. Which I'm trying to get convinced. I'm trying to send a message to Anchor and have like two hours recording because that's what I want. I want a two hour recording on my podcast show. So, like I was saying before, I'm working on shows for the fall and winter. And uh, so that way I could get back on stage again. I've kind of like taken the summer off. Um, normally, for me, summer shows are like, ugh, to me. You know, it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be I'm, I want to go back doing open mics, but serious open mics. All right. Um, the, there's one called the KNBC, uh, you know, uh, run by one of my friends, you know, Tony Parlante, and uh, he knows how to run an open mic club. You know, it's a comedy, it's a brewing house, but they does open mic there and does regular comedy shows. But this guy really knows how to run a room. But I go to these other open mics. It's like nowadays, it's like, are they there for comedy? Are they there to support their friends? Or are they there to be jerk-offs, you know? Nine, ten out of ten, it could be a great crowd. They're there to have a good time. The other ten out of ten, they're like, no, we're just here because, you know, we're just here. You know, I'm like, okay, wow. Um, Bye-bye. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I... How I would love is to do some shows in New York. That's one thing I would love to do, shows in New York. Um, but I'll wait till the temperature starts dropping because it's too hot to travel to New York nowadays. Uh, but I don't drive to the city of New York. I do not. What I do is I crikey. <laughs> I take the train or the subway. That's it. Or taxi. To drive in the city of New York is horrible you know i don't want to do that 
So, but I would love to do the comedy shows in your early days of my stand-up career. Yeah, I used to go to New York like once or twice a week. Take a train, go to the club, do a spot, and then come back home. But now, it's times are different now. You know, it used to be just show up and you get your spot. You know, now he's like, can you have 10 people come in, pay? And I'm like, that's dumb. Oh, the old days of comedy was perfect. You know, all you had to do was just, they book you, they sign your name, show up, and don't show up late. And then you get your five or 10 minute spot, and that's it. Next thing you know, you're doing 20 rooms in one night. And nowadays, it's not like that anymore. And I'm not saying, I stand corrected. I'm not saying that I'm losing my faith or my passion or my energy on stand-up comedy. I just don't like the way the system is nowadays. You know, it's, it's, listen, I understand you got to hustle, you got to bustle, you got to move around, you got to jump around. And I've done that since 93. When I first started stand-up in 93, I used to go from doing, I used to do, um, open mic at this club now it's closed down uh the funny bone in philadelphia it used to be called the laugh house no it was called the funny bone then it was called david brenner's laugh house but david brenner's like eh, take my name down and then it was called the laugh house so i used to go there every wednesday at open mic do my five minutes and then i go home um but then one day my best friend named anthony ocasta said to me Listen, you can't be coming to this one club every Wednesday. You got to go out there. You got to perform. Look in the paper. The internet wasn't around then. So I went in the paper. I, I saw this club and this club and this place. And I was like, all right. You know, and then they said, I used to do tea houses. I used to do poetry night. I used to do comedy in there. And then I would, um, I signed up with this place called Charter Talent. They, you know, they became my first booking agency. And then Charlie, and then, you know, they were corrupt years later. And then, but in the beginning, they were giving me shows. I was doing shows in Vermont, Connecticut, basically on the East Coast part of the United States. And uh, I was hustling and bustling. I was doing like, I don't know, maybe 30, 40, 50 shows in one month. And I was doing great. But I was learning the stage. I was learning myself. I took acting lessons. I took comedy lessons to become a better performer. And when you do that certain amount of stage time, I don't know. I must have done over hundreds of thousands of performances. Um, all of them were great. All of them were bad. And the more experience you feel is from the bad shows. That's when you learn. And I'm not saying anyone's invincible or bulletproof or an invulnerable uh, a th- 10,000 people can boo at Bill Burr and throw stuff just to let him know that you're not invincible, dude. I'm not saying that'll happen, but knowing that the era we live in, you know, it's like, okay, you know. But nowadays in stand-up comedy, it's it's rough now, you know. I mean, you got to show up at at a club, but you got to make bring 10 people. And some of these great comedy clubs in Philly, there's like two of them, Helium Comedy Club and The Punchline. Those are the two well-known comedy clubs in the city of Philadelphia. In New Jersey, it's The Stress Factory and uh, uh, Bananas. You know, Catch a Rising Star can burn in hell. 
I don't like the lady that runs it. She's a horrible club owner. She doesn't know nothing about comedy. I've done her rooms for like three years. I was, um, I was MC, then I was a feature, then I was a headliner. But for some reason, to get a spot from this woman was ridiculous. And I'm not going to give out her real name, but um, and the manager that ran that club passed away years ago. But everybody loved him. Everybody did. You know, and I have his name, but it's on my phone. But uh, he was one of the greatest club managers that ever lived. And he knew how to treat a stand-up comic with respect and dignity. He would hear stories about, he would be at the club. He did this numerous of times, right? It was a long story short. He was at managing the club. He was at the front door. He was very nice to everybody, very friendly, courteous, not just to the comics, but to, to the patrons. But, what, it, but there are those people that would come in and say, I would love to try stand-up comedy. I would love it. And next thing he would say, well, I have an open mic this Thursday. You want to come down? He said, oh, yeah. Person, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. But to really test them, he, this is what he would do. He would go to that person and say, hey, listen, I'm doing a regular show this weekend. How would you like to MC?" And the guy would be, oh, oh, oh. And some of them would do it. Some of them won't. The reason why he would do that is because he would test to see how serious they are to be an entertainer, you know. And I'm like, I have any been success? Like, dude, I must have had like of the hundreds that I've had, only probably six went through it. And I'm like, wow. But that lets me know, as a comedy club manager, who's serious about doing this, who wants to do this. But nowadays, you have these club managers. Like you got to bring 20 people to perform. Who are you? Get away from me. I don't talk on the phone. I only text, email. That's all I do. That's how I handle business. No. Not him. Uh, Dan Tomasino. That was his name. And may he rest in peace. He's well missed from the comedy world. And how I wish all comedy club managers were like him, man. Because he was very spiritual, very loving to all comedians, man. And he knew how and he knew the word respect. You know. Nowadays you don't have that many club managers that are like that anymore. It sucks. No, Zach, I need to talk about movies. Next time, buddy. Next time. Alright. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to end my podcast show right about now. Before I do, I'm gonna find a very good closing song just so I can say goodbye to all. Going back live. Sorry about that, people. All right, well, my podcast is about to show. I'd like to thank everybody that's on here right now. The longest person so far that's been on here. And she is too cool, ladies and gentlemen. If I can find her name. Oh, my goonie goo goo boo. Oh, here she is. Hold on. Uh, the lady that's on Mary Lou Bat Batasa Doya Sabas. Yes. She lives in the U.S., and, but she's from the Philippines. She stayed on here the longest. Thank you so much. Uh, let me see. And Shannon Gill, hopefully you send me a number because I will send you a message as soon as I get off here. And to everybody else, thank you so much. Zach Lee fan, you the man as always, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for being on as always. So uh, I'd like to say thank you to everybody out there to listen to another edition episode of the Jerry Torres program. I will call this episode Jerry's Rant number two, okay? Because I didn't have anything up. Nothing. I had nothing, no list about movies, food, nothing like that. So I'm going to pause this right here, and I'm going to play this song right now. It's a classic oldie song. But before I leave, I'd like to thank all of you that are out there so much. I am working on some comedy shows coming up really soon. I will keep you posted on TikTok. Also, um, 
If you'd like to listen to my previous podcast shows, just go to the Jerry Torres program at Anchor FM or Spotify. Just click on the link that's in front of my TikTok page. Uh, everybody, follow each other, respect each other. That's the one thing you should do. So let's hear this one, this classic song. Ooh, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again to listening to another edition episode of the Jerry Torres program here on Anchor FM, Spotify. I'm on TikTok Live. Also, I'm on Apple Podcasts. Check me out everywhere. I'm working to be on Audible and Amazon dot, and Amazon Podcast as well. To Shannon Gill, if you're listening, I'm about to message you again. But on though, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all to listen to another edition episode to the Jerry Torres program. As I always say, towards the end of my podcast show, whatever religious figure you believe in, may you be blessed. I bid you a fond fondue, and I'll be back next week. So I ask you all, please don't go changing. Eric Burdon and War, spill the wine. Please, guys, take me away. I fell asleep and dreamed. I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie, and that I was the star of the movie. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome, should be the star of a Hollywood movie. Hmm. There I was I was taken to a place The Hall of the Mountain King I stood high upon a mountain top Naked to the world In front of Every kind of girl There was long one Tall ones, short ones, brown ones, black ones, round ones, big ones, crazy ones. Out of the middle came a lady. She whispered in my ear something crazy. She said. 